1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb!
2: Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to this, the 100th edition of the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. For the week of Monday, the 11th of September, I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Peter Cech talks about his love of competition. We also remember two of the club's greatest legends in this week's A to Z Arsenal. Adrian Clark looks ahead to the big London derby this Sunday against Chelsea at the Chalkboard. But we kick off with Dan and Nick. When the match
3: is
4: over, they're still talking. Robuck, what are you doing? To do me, what am I doing? What are you doing? I'm sitting here at 8.45 waiting for you. Well, you know. Oh, get out.
2: It's the weekend review with Dan Robuck and Nick Brumsack. Time for the weekend review with Dan Robuck and Nick Brumsack. Except, Dan Robuck is as yet not here. We've heard rumours, Nick, that he's currently recording another podcast. Good church. What is he like, eh? I'm disgusted. I oh, know he's poor.
4: It is very, very poor from him. Hopefully we'll hear from him. In a little bit, but yeah,
2: come on, Roebuck, sort yourself. Down out. the turncoat, Roebuck should be his new name from now on. Nick, you've made the effort to be here, which we appreciate, uh, to look back on a big a big win, let's be honest. Okay, beating Bournemouth at home is, is not the absolute be-all and end-all in terms of the wider picture, but for what was needed there and then, this is critical. Absolutely, yeah. I, th- I think
4: coming off the back of the, that Liverpool result and then having the international break as well, two weeks to just stew over it. Um, meant that this was an absolute must-win game, even at this early point in the season. So, a good performance, a good three points, and plenty of positives to take into Thursday's game
2: against FC Cohn. We'll come on to that in a moment, because obviously I know the Bundesliga is one of your areas of expertise beyond Arsenal. Um, just that feel-good factor, that momentum moving into that game, Chelsea, and even beyond as well, with games coming thick and fast now in various competitions. Mm,
4: I felt the early goal was crucial, actually, on, on Saturday. Really good to see Siad Kolasinac playing in that left wing-back, where we haven't seen too much of him. Having watched a bit of him at Schalke, I would argue that that is actually probably his, his best area on the field. So it was good to see him make such a big contribution to Danny Welbeck's first goal. Of course, another lovely strike from Alex Lacazette, who seems to be finding his feet at the Emirates. And, and also nice to see Welbeck get another, um, because he's missed a few chances against Stoke and against Liverpool as well when it was still nil nil. So... Good to see that he had his shooting
2: boots on. Well, good news there, Nick, on various different regards. Uh, let's hear the take of the boss. Let's hear from
5: Arsene Wenger. We had a good performance offensively and defensively. And overall, uh, that's what we needed. You know, in other words, uh, bad performance, unfortunately, happened uh, last time. And then uh, the real test is how you respond to it. And uh, overall, we did well. We were strong in uh, one against one uh, in the challenges and uh, defensively disciplined. And going forward, he looked always uh, quick, sharp, and uh, combining at a high pace. It was, uh, for us, uh, the worst thing that could happen is to be 1-0 down today, you know, when you have uh, uh, the experience we had in our last game. So, overall, that helped a lot.
2: Speaking there, and, and tempo is a key word, isn't it? And starting the game with purpose, with speed, with gusto, and, and really setting their stall out early in that sense, too.
4: Absolutely, and I think they needed to do that. You know, Arsenal needed to get the fans back on side early on, and they made sure that they did that through that tempo. Yeah, I thought the, the pace to the play was quick, they were incisive, and they looked like they really wanted to get the game won early on, which is really what they did. I, I know Jermaine Defoe hit the post at 2 0, and if that goes in, it, it would have been different. But having said that, Arsenal created so many. Opportunities that it was in the
2: end, a very comfortable win and, and, as I said, hopefully, something to take into a big week. Let's focus a bit more on Danny Welbeck, a couple of goals. Really, really good form so far this season for club and country. Let's remind you of those goals. Kalesanak on the left-hand side, looking to the bowling towards Welbeck with header. <laughs> Danny Welbeck manages to find the bottom corner and five and a half minutes in, Kalesanak pulls it back. Welbeck did really well to get that on target he might have been slightly behind him and Welbeck who was on target for England in the international break has given the Gunners an early lead let's see what Ramsey can do for the Gunners here Ramsey looking for Danny Welbeck yes after the restart Danny Welbeck has got a second and having nearly been pegged back to 2-1 the Gunners have a three goal cushion Yeah, Welbeck's not had a lot of luck has he in a lot of his career with injuries with Man United with Arsenal uh, and he's also had to fight for a first team place partially I think due to that lack of consistent game time that is often beyond his own control yeah, I think what's key with, with Danny
4: Welbeck this season is that he's had a full pre-season. And what was staggering when, when he told me in uh, in China on pre-season tour, it was actually the first time that he'd had that in his Arsenal career. And you can see that he's really starting to, to benefit from that. And, yeah, he's missed a few chances. I think, you know, he's got, he's got three goals in, in four Premier League games, but he could have had four or five. Um, but he's getting into the right positions, into the right areas. Um, he had a little bit of luck, didn't he, with, with his first goal against Bournemouth. That could have gone anywhere, really, after it hit his shoulder. But... Thankfully for him it went in and and hopefully we can see the best of Danny Welbeck
2: in the upcoming weeks now. I think it's an upcoming and ongoing debate that a lot of Arsenal fans will be having. Now we know who is with the club till at least January. If everybody is fit and firing and sharp, how you engineer into the system all of these attacking options and who you use off the bench and when, it's fascinating.
4: Absolutely, and, and what I like about it, Russ, is that there's, there's plenty of different options now. You know, Arsenal can always go back to to playing Olivier Giroud up front, having players run off him, having him hold the ball up. Maybe a more direct and physical option up top. But then, as well as that, you've, you've got Lacazette, who's going to get in, running behind. And, and what I really liked about Lacazette actually was for the third goal, um, the way he tracked back, won the ball, forced the mistake, fed Ramsey, who, who then in turn laid it on the plate for Welbeck to, to make it three. And when you look at Alexis as well you've got Danny Welbeck who can play through the middle there's there's plenty of options there should things not be going right during a game and and that's really refreshing to
2: see It really is isn't it and Lacazette is such an exciting signing but I agree with you Clasinacius as well and I just wonder what he might offer moving forward his hunger I think is absolutely fantastic his reading of the game he's got a lot in his locker and as a free signing because of his contract he's almost gone a little bit under the radar I think for some Absolutely, especially considering
4: the amount of money that, that was paid for Lacazette. The fact that Lacazette's a big name, who's who's done it at Lyon for the last what four or five seasons. He's someone everyone knew about, whereas Kolasinac was, was maybe a bit more of a surprise to some. But I really like the way he, he started his Arsenal careers. And I think the fans have really taken to him as well. It, again, it's good that he's got that versatility. As I mentioned, I think he's, he's best in that left wing-back slot, just because going forward, he really adds another dimension to Arsenal's build-up and... and not just his strength, but I think also it's his speed, his power and also his end product. You know, he's got a couple of assists already in, in the Premier League this season and I'm sure that he's going to be a really good option going forward.
2: OK, so that bodes well ahead of a big game on Thursday. Whether the likes of he do play or not, we don't know quite how Arsen Wenger will treat it. But Cologne, FC Cologne uh, in town to kick off the Europa League. Arsenal in that tournament and... Just tell us a bit about the opposition, because they've not started the Bundesliga well, have they?
4: Well, no, they're the only team in the Bundesliga without a point so far this Ah. season. I I think the main reason is they're really struggling to um, replace the goals of Anthony Modeste. He scored 25 times in the Bundesliga alone last season. He's gone to China, um, and as yet, it hasn't really happened for them. They have got a few really good players. Jonas Hector is a a left-back who plays regularly for Germany, who's been, I think, linked with Liverpool in the past. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him in the Premier League eventually because he's a top player with a big future. But, yeah, they'll be really disappointed, Russ, especially given last season they finished fifth, had a really, really good season, made it difficult for whoever they played against. And uh, so far, it hasn't really happened for them this time around. They lost 3-0 uh, at Augsburg at the weekend, which was a really poor result as well. So um, it's going to be tough, I think. They'll come with three or 4,000 fans, fantastic away support. FC Cone are known for that in Germany. Um, But I think if Arsenal start the game with the same intensity
2: that they did against Bournemouth on Saturday, uh, this should be three points to to kick off the group stage campaign. And their wider Europa League mentality and intensity will be fascinating, won't it, when you change some of the players, quite possibly, uh, and try and build up to at least making the knockouts and maybe, who knows, building from there in terms of the 11 that's picked. Absolutely, yeah. And look, we saw last season how difficult it is to
4: get into the top four and the Europa League does give you that opportunity. If, if you take it seriously, if you give it the respect that it deserves, if you go and respect your opposition as well, you can win it just like Manchester United did and, and that then gives you that route, that avenue back into uh, the Champions League and, and sitting at the top table again, if you will. But interesting to see what sort of team the boss will pick. He, he said after the game on Saturday that he will pick a Premier League side. Um I expect there will be a few changes. I think the likes of of maybe Lauren Koscielny, it'd be good to give him a rest and and make sure that he's fit and firing ahead of of Sunday's massive game at Stamford Bridge.
2: Players like Callum Chambers, for example, still at the club, who've got plenty of Premier League pedigree and and lots of talent moving forward. There's a few players in different positions that could get a chance and still it would be a Premier League-style team. Exactly. I mean, if you look at the the
4: centre-halves who who didn't play against Bournemouth at the weekend, Per Mertesacker, Callum Chambers, Rob Holding... and you know, we've seen over the past few seasons, they've all been regulars at times in the Arsenal backline. So a, a good opportunity, you'd think, for the likes of them. Olivier Giroud as well, of course. He's, he's on 99 Arsenal goals. I'm sure he's itching to get that 100th. Could have got it, of course, on Saturday. And also the likes of Theo Walcott, who we haven't
2: really seen too much of this season. I, I'd expect him to come in and show what he can do as well. Looking forward to it. Nick, thank you very much indeed. Let's hear that sound. It's the sound of no Dan Robert. How disappointed <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10 are we? I'm thinking 9.9. I'm off the scale. I'm for board. this girl. I think me and, me and Dan are over now. That's it. Four from Robert, they're over. You're here. We appreciate it.
4: Nick Brumsac with the Weekend Review. Thanks a lot, Russ. Cheers.
2: Well, the Arsenal number one goalkeeper Peter Cech has been in fine form this season, making some excellent saves. The Czech veteran talking to Liam about how he stays competitive and his love for other sports.
5: I think when you're a professional athlete and you are competing every day, and you are used to compete ever since you start playing, you know, and reaching the top level, um, I think this competitiveness stays with you in anything you do. So when I go to play, uh, when I go to play tennis, when I go to play golf, if I go, if I go to uh, the ice hockey training, if I do whatever. I try to do my best, so you know it's never. Obviously, it depends on the, if you go just to hit. You know, if you go to play tennis, or if you go just to hit few uh, balls, and then you are not about playing anything. Then obviously, um, you you know you just you just are there for the purpose of hitting few balls. But for example, I went to play with my friend uh, this this summer, and we 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 agreed that we're not gonna play any. Not even one set, so we were just hitting a few balls, and then he came up with the then he came up with the um, with the concept of playing to with eleven points. If you make an unforced error, you get a point down. If you hit a winner, then obviously you get two points up we played probably one hour and a half, we couldn't get it down because he obviously didn't want to lose, I didn't want to lose, so we we ended up with one hour and a half really competitive, <laughs> you know, rallies and every everybody was running around. It was like, it, you just can't help it. And I think, you know, anywhere I go, whatever I do during the summer, you know, I try to, I go to relax because these kind of things relaxes me and, and keeps me fit and keeps me kind of active as well because I love this active uh, relaxation, but ov- overall, uh, uh, you know, this competitive side always stays, and the- I-, I always want to do the best I can.
3: Is it different, because obviously that's an individual sport, as opposed to you always playing the team sport, is, th- is there a kind of a difference? Are you kind of up against yourself as well, are you compete with yourself to get better?
5: Well, I think, uh, especially when you play golf, for example, anybody who plays golf is kind of like a fight against yourself, because it's all about uh, little mistakes in, in your head if you are ready or not to to you know to to deal with the frustration which can which can in golf happen at any, at any time. Uh, when you play tennis obviously it's only yourself. So you need to even when it's just yourself, it's true that when you play football then you know it's it's yourself, but obviously you are an element in a team. So then the environment of the team, obviously the way the people play around you, Or what they do have a big impact on you like that? You just play yourself. So I think in in that way it's much easier because you control only yourself. Is
3: there a sport that maybe you're not allowed to play at the moment, but maybe when you retire you want to try?
5: Well, uh, you know there are things uh, you need to be like. You you cannot play any competitive games in any league. So whatever you, if you play tennis for fun, you play for fun. You can, you know, you can play games against your friend, but this is just against your friends. You cannot enter to any competition. Obviously, if you want to play five-a-side football with some friends uh, in a park, you, you can you can do it. You have to be careful, but you need to make sure that uh, you know it, it's you know you, you, you're not allowed to play any competition. So, for example, this is one of those things where where you know if I, you know I, I love ice hockey and I can I can you know keep fit by skating and and doing uh, reflex drills and all these things. But obviously, I. Um, I I can't play a, comp, a real competitive game because it, it takes too much risk. So for me to to be in a, in a in a position to be, you know, they need to be fit for for your job. So this is one. This is, these are things where you know that uh, you can you can't really do it. If anybody here loves golf and would like to play competitive golf, okay, you can go and and have a play a tournament because in golf you play always the same manner. But but if you are really into it and you want to practice 5 6 hours a day to be ready then you can't do it because because obviously you know it, it wouldn't be correct to your uh, towards your job so you know you need to know exactly what you can do that and and, and I think uh, you know people in general in, in in football you know you can see you know that people know exactly what
2: to Z. Or oh, Charlie
1: George, you can hit him. Oh, oh found Pires. Pires towards
2: found a goal. B is for the Iceman, Dennis Bergkamp.
5: Bergkamp. He's got within range. And now he most certainly has found the range in Arsenal's colours. Splendid goal, and Arsenal are back in front.
1: Well, both sets of supporters not knowing quite what to feel. Still life in the game according to the referee and Bergkamp certainly life in him! A truly high-class hat-trick from Dennis Bergkamp.
5: The first touch was magnificent, more to come. And again unerring in front of goal run ahead of it. pace through the centre. It's Birkheim. Pass magnificent. The move. And then this. Which left Dabby's ass totally stranded.
2: Over 11 seasons with the Gunners, Dennis scored 120 goals in all competitions in 423 appearances.
0: Even on a budget, Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
6: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com.
2: It's immortalized outside Emirates Stadium with a statue. Uh, well, when I was asked for this,
5: uh, for this statue to be uh, to be built, I mean, it's, they asked me, "Is it okay if we uh, we build a statue for you outside the stadium?" I was like. Wait a minute, <laughs> you have to ask me, it's, 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 it's fantastic, it's, it's overwhelming, I'm, I'm really honoured, so of course I said yes, and uh, then you slowly get used to the idea, okay, there's a statue coming, until you come here, see you guys here, see the statue, see the family, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic, it made you realise how many good years uh, I, we've had here, and uh, yeah, how big this club has become over the, over the last uh,
2: 15, 20 years, I believe. He's also for another silky-skilled legend in the form of Liam Brady. Liam dazzling the Highbury masses over 307 appearances and man of the match in the 1979 FA Cup final victory against Manchester United. But he'll always be remembered for what he did to Tottenham on the 23rd of December, 1978.
1: Three really waiting again for the cross from Price. Stapleton. Oh, that price in there.
2: said that, made it look easy. And B is for Barcelona. The Gunners have crossed paths with Barca several times in the past 10 years, with the most memorable coming in February 2011. Chipped into Van Persie. Robin Van Persie has found a way through. Valdez beat in his near post. That didn't look to be an angle. And it's 1-1 at the Emirates.
0: Great goal from
2: Robin Van Persie. Smashes it past the goalkeeper. We talked about Valdez having a decent game. I think he was expecting the cross. Then Arsenal find something right at the death. Played back for Arsha.
0: In! 2-1! They've turned it round! Off the bench and on the score sheet. And the Gunners lead. It's great play from Natalie. Holds it up, holds it up. Van Percy's run just takes Eric, Eric Abidal out of the danger
2: and what a finish. He knew when that ball was going to come to Arshavin. He was going to bend it into this far post. Great finish. The chalkboard with Adrian Clark joining me at the
1: chalkboard is none other than Adrian Clark. Clark, congratulations on your new house. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, exciting times. Uh, yeah, moved house, new baby on the way. And uh yeah, a little extra spring in my step today with uh that Great victory at the weekend. Well, pictures look very nice of
2: both the victory and the house, so congratulations. <laughs> Our question on the chalkboard to start. After another fine performance from Lacazette at the weekend, what's the best start to an Arsenal career,
1: clearly barring your own, that you can remember? <laughs> oh, goodness me, you've, you've put me on the spot there. Um, God, I think Ian Wright is, is the is the standout for me. He As soon as he came into the building, I was here as a, as a youth team player at the time, and we knew him already, obviously, from, from Crystal Palace fame. Um, But he just settled within, like, a day. And then as soon as he he took the field, put on that red and white shirt, he, he fitted in and he hit the ground running. He, he was scoring goals very, very early on in his career, incredibly sharp. And let's be honest, when you look at Lacazette, who does he remind you of? He, he reminds me, anyway, quite a lot of Wrighty, I think they're very similar in style. And I, I, I sincerely hope that Lacazette can, uh, can stay here as long as Wrighty did and do just as good.
2: And also signing in his kind of mid-twenties after one prolific career already at another club. Yeah,
1: and at a slightly smaller club. Wrighty came from Palace, Leon obviously is a big club in France, but Alexander has already gone on record as saying how life is different at Arsenal, how, how it's a real global club and it's taken him by surprise. But he settled in great and he looks very much at home here. And look, based on what we've seen of him so far, we knew this already, but based on what we've seen, this, this, this lad can finish with either foot or with his head. So I think he's going to be a terrific signing.
2: OK, Clarkie, so Sunday, Chelsea, massive game at Stamford Bridge. Um, it's going to be such a tough encounter, isn't
1: it? It really is, yeah. I mean, it, not so long ago... Chelsea, after their poor start to the season, losing at Burnley, everybody was saying, you know, has Conte lost it? Is he going to lose his job? Since then, he's focused on what he does best, and that's coaching and producing uh, tactical game plans. And Chelsea have been superb the last few weeks. Really, really impressed with them. I think their new signings are upgrades. I did say that ahead of the new campaign. Looked a bit silly on the opening day, but they're coming good, Chelsea. And I've got to be honest, not a great time to be playing them.
2: Mm. You look at a couple of their new additions, Murata has obviously, again, hit the ground running. Not everyone expected him to. One or two other slight tweaks. Um, they're still not quite there, are they, compared to what they maybe could be,
1: but they're on the way. Oh, I, don't, I don't think they've been too bad. I mean, they swatted Everton aside really easily. Don't think yeah, they had like a shot game. on target. Um, beat Leicester away. When Leicester are playing pretty well at the moment, I thought that was a terrific result and performance. Um, no, I, I've, been, I've been very impressed by that. I think Murata. Came here as an, as an underrated player because he's been a sub at Real Madrid and, and sometimes for Juventus. He's a class player. Great movement, nimble, offers Chelsea something very different, especially down the sides. And you get the ball into the box for Alvaro Morata. He can score a variety of goals. He can score with his head. He can score with both feet. So he is a guy that we really need to be wary of at the weekend.
2: Obviously, with the Europa League in mind, which you've chatted to the boys about on the show already, um, it's a different kind of turnaround, isn't it, to play Thursday, Sunday? The time is ironically the same as mm-hmm. Wednesday, Saturday, but the
1: whole week is still slightly offset, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's a slight disadvantage, but we've just got to get used to it this season. Uh, Arsenal are in the Europa League. And yeah, it was long enough, in my opinion, for, for Arsenal to be ready for this game. I would expect Arsenal Wenger to make a few changes for the Cologne match and certainly go in with his number one 11 against Chelsea at the weekend look this match is, is massive for Arsenal because of what happened at Liverpool people are starting to say again okay you've beaten Bournemouth great well done but look can you go to the big guns can you go to your major rivals away from home and grind out a win or even a draw can you can you play a cagey game if you have to? And that is the challenge in hand, I think, for Arsenal in this one.
2: We shouldn't forget how pivotal Arsenal-Chelsea games, whether they were at Wembley, the Bridge, Emirates Stadium, how critical they were for last season in terms of the Premier League and the FA Cup. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, Ch- Chelsea have, have, by and large, got a very good record against us in the league. Um, but we beat them in the cup final and it was an exemplary performance. And... It's simply a matter of replicating that, really. I think uh, what I liked about our performance against Bournemouth was that it mixed aggression with artistry. And that's what Arsenal is, in my opinion. The old Arsenal, when I used to play here... Probably had more aggression than artistry. Well, you bought some artistry. A a, a fraction. Um, But these days. (laughs) Exactly. But but these. Under Arsene Wenger, it's flipped around and it's certainly more artistry than aggression. But when when the two marry together, and I think they did against Bournemouth, Arsenal are a top side. They really are. Will artistry and aggression feature as words in your five second
2: team talk, Adrian Clark? (laughs) You're Arsene Wenger. You're in that dug out you just
1: strode out what have you said to your players (laughs) well yeah I'll just say that shall I artistry and aggression day. remember the cup final remember the cup final I want the same again do that and you'll win the game Clarkie thank you for that we move on to
2: our ongoing feud our new battle for the new season it's high time for Brain of Arsenal Brain of Arsenal Joined by the Arsenal Weekly podcast editor Liam Roberts. Liam, how's it going? Well, good, guys. It's good to be back in
3: the studio. We've uh, we've been separated for about three weeks now. So you it's, on uh, weight always. Camera adds, <laughs> camera adds like ten pounds. But... Liam's now seven stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the green the green screen doesn't do any favours. Yeah. So. To be fair, we were together last week. We just worked with you, which I'm saying we've, not, worked we've well. not been in the same room for for a few weeks now. And um, cheat sheets away. I've already seen Russ. Get his notes out. So this is how you've been
1: winning the last couple of weeks, but, is it? No, just, no, I mean, no. Let me let me, let me just put, put put this into perspective. Just explain this for the listeners. Russ Hargreaves has got a notebook and in it he has written handwritten notes on Dennis Bergkamp. Now this is this is dedication. I'll, I'll level with you. I've I've spent about ten minutes revision on John Lukic. I think I think you've done more.
2: To be fair, it was something I made last week to cover all three weeks, hopefully, and all I did was reread it briefly. Delicate. Delicate. But the Red Book has gone, it's shut, it's in the bag, and it's been in the bag since the start well, of this recording. Let's, may let's, see, I let's,
1: let's see
3: if it works. So we've, Probably not. So for an update, um, we now know what the uh, what the forfeit's going to be for the end of the season. We've just been talking about it. Do you guys want to uh, reveal yeah. what's going to happen? Whoever
2: loses has to be the other person's butler for the day. They will have to go to their respective house and just assist the other person <laughs> with their day. We'll pick a nice day, not just a day where it's work and you're going around to different places. You know, yeah, a day yeah. when maybe there's a bit of house chores to do, yeah. maybe keeping I'll the kids clean, I probably won't, won't happy, clean
1: my car in advance of that, that day. That kind of thing, exactly. And, uh, so probably I'll, I'll a I'll Sunday for us, likely.
3: <laughs> I'll be on hand for photo evidence as well, so it will be uploaded <laughs> so to, It could be a trip uh, to, to, to various... Clark's new
2: house in Leicestershire, or it could be Hargreaves House in West London.
3: <laughs> Make a weekend of it, here we go. We'll get a few beers. <laughs> yeah. okay. Sounds a bit too good, actually. Yeah, it's supposed to be a yeah. Okay, so uh, last week, Russ, you went first. So, Adrian, I'm going to give you the option. Would you like to go
1: first or second? Oh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll try and lay down a marker. I'll try okay, to. so remind us um, what um, your specialist subject well, Yeah, I, ch- I chose this man because he's new to the um, Arsenal Match Day show. He, he was my guest uh, on, a, on a recent game. The man with the hardest handshake, not just in football, but world sport. John Lukic
3: and I'll second that because it really is. Okay so uh, four questions on John Lukic. Question 1 how much did Arsenal sell John to Leeds for in 1990? They sold uh,
1: Mr Lukic for 1 million pounds.
3: Correct. How many appearances did John make for Arsenal over his two spells? Oh now
1: that is that's quite that's quite harsh. Basic maths. Um <laughs> according to Wikipedia I think it Hang on, hang on. 168, 168 178. The brain cells 183. 208, no, no, 208. <laughs> hang on, <laughs> hang on. 283, 263 plus 15. 273, 278. It's
3: 238. <sighs> After that all that, I took, that your full, took. I took your fourth answer, it was still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
1: I was just seeing too many numbers, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, none of them were right. <laughs> okay, which
3: European record did John briefly hold?
1: Yeah, this is good. And in his second spell, he um, played in the Champions League. Um, I think he was 39, 39 at the time, almost 40. So he was um, briefly the oldest player. Play in the Champions League,
3: correct. And how
1: many senior caps did John win for England? Senior caps? Well, he didn't win any. Correct. France, it? It's a trick question. Yeah, <laughs> three out of four. That's yeah. not bad. He should, oh, that's that's... Some, he should have won some caps. He should have won some caps. I think he's capped on twenty ones, wasn't he? In he the was, B team. Yeah. But look, I remember him as a kid. He was a really good goalie. He really was.
3: Three out of four. Not bad. It's a, a marker being set down. So, mm. uh, Russ, okay. remind us who you're, uh, who you're answering questions Round on? two on Dennis Bergkamp. OK, so uh, four questions, starting now. Uh, which defender did Dennis turn to score his famous goal against Newcastle?
2: When he done the little spin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I can picture it. I'm just trying to think who it was. Good question, there Was it Nikos Dabizas? It
1: was. Correct. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's, that was inspired. That was not in the Red Book. Uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
3: Who did Dennis score his hundredth goal for the club against?
2: That was Oxford United. Correct. Oh, he's pulling
3: him out of the bag here. Um, Dennis's testimonial opened Emirates Stadium. It was a two-one win against Ajax. Who scored Arsenal's goals that day?
1: If he gets this, it's Jimmy's inquiry. Dennis scored one himself.
2: Perez oh. Pires?
0: No.
3: No, no. Do you want to do an Adrian and just go through seven or just eight <laughs> answers? Just
2: name
0: lots of
3: people in <laughs>
2: agonising fashion. <Yeah.
3: laughs> it was Carnu and Thierry nah. Henry. And question four... No nah. pressure, Russ. ...but a draw. What does the famous Dennis Burkamp banner say at Emirates Stadium? Ooh.
1: Good, good questions this week, by the way.
3: Yeah. These
2: are hard for round two questions. He's up to his they hasn't he? They're,
3: they're all on Wikipedia, mate. Ah. The Flying Dutchman. Doesn't know, Adrian, do you know? Is that
2: curious no. thing? <laughs> oh.
3: Why fly when you can walk on water? Ah, oh, I like it. Got flying in there. Half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Half a point, you still lost. All <laughs> oh, counts got, the end of the, of the season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh, so, Adrian. God, Park. God bless you, John Lukic. Oh, so uh, <laughs> you'll be
3: on to week two next week. Yeah. John Lukic, Russ, we need I a new subject. Haven't even thought.
2: That's really cocky of me, wasn't it? Oh, dearie me. I will go with the Emirates Stadium. And I don't mean necessarily kind of matches at it over 20 years and years and years. The actual structure, everything that is, structure incorporates and facilities and- the facilities, the Emirates Stadium. So just
3: Emirates Stadium as as a... Entity. entity. As an bold, entity. No, it's bold. Okay,
2: I will, I will do some research. Excellent, thank you very much indeed. Liam, top work.
1: Uh, Clarkie, when can we see and all hear you again? Um, I will be... I've just recorded the breakdown for the Bournemouth game, so that will be up shortly. And I'll be in the match day Show chair hosting the game against Chelsea. Sounds good. The final word. Well, the final word
2: on this week's Arsenal Weekly Podcast goes to our producer, Liam. Liam, we've not had enough from you already, even more.
3: Trying to get in on the podcast even more now. Um, Yes, episode 100. uh, We've been going for two two and a bit years now, and I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been involved, yourself, uh, Adrian Clark, all our crew, and to everyone who's downloaded as well, because we we couldn't have carried on doing it if people aren't downloading it. So a big thank you to everyone. As a bonus, special bonus, we're going to put our next podcast on Wednesday... Uh, reparlo a question, question and answer from the tour. Um, lots of good stories in that. So um, yeah, that will be available
2: Wednesday morning. Um, enjoy. Ron for Pele bonus, and I echo those sentiments. Thanks to everyone who's contributed downloaded and uh, we'll continue well that is full time on this week's show our thanks to Peter Cech to Dan Roebuck to Nick Brumsack, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today we'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast so please leave us a rating review on iTunes you can subscribe as well you can also find us on Acast these days and remember get your questions to Clarkie on the chalkboard via Twitter using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly we're back on Wednesday the 13th of September for that special Ray Parlour show and until then it's bye for now